power on. Woo! The sound that you just heard was the supposedly, <laughs> though not so supposedly at this stage, was the new startup sound for none other than, wait for it, wait for it. I know you already know it from the title of the episode. The new startup sound for Windows 11. Gotta admit, it kind of sounds like a, a bit of a refresh on the Windows 95 uh, startup sound. Boy, that's a classic. See what I mean? Got you right in the nostalgia feels, didn't it? Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, this is quite the shock, uh, in, in my opinion. Um, and we're going to break down what we basically know so far about Windows 11, which is going to be officially announced uh, coming up this Thursday as of the, this recording, which would be June 24th. There's going to be event. There's actually going to be two events. One event is apparently around the reveal of Windows 11 itself. The other event would potentially, I guess, be about Windows 11 apps or, you know, the development or decide for developers uh, about Windows 11 as to where the first event would be more consumer focused. In fact, it was earlier this month uh, that Microsoft had announced that during this June 24th event, they were going to reveal the next generation of Windows. That, that was their exact word, quote, next generation of Windows, end quote. We didn't know the name of what this would be other than the, like the code name of Sun Valley, which kind of sounds like how, you know, Mac OS gets named right by Apple. Um, we knew about the name Sun Valley. We didn't know if it was just going to be some major new update to Windows 10. Now, all right, we got to back up a little bit because we got to talk about Windows 10 to understand this whole situation. So Windows 10, which came out, what, six years ago? Um, we covered it quite a bit, uh, you know, during its development, when it was getting announced and everything. Uh, really, that was actually the very early years um, of Sovereign Tech when we were talking about that. Uh, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about my history uh, with Windows, I guess, here at some point uh, to, to go over. Should you be when, when we get into the section of should you be excited about this? But here's the thing. Those years ago, when we were talking about it on Sovereign Tech, we read from a Microsoft employee, as well as multiple journalists, okay, who were saying that Windows 10 was the last version of Windows. Now, I'm going to take a moment to pat myself on the back. Why? Because I have regularly said, that no, Windows 10 is not the last version of Windows. As to where the rest of the tech press bought into this notion, and I, I want to be fair to them. So what happened was, is in 2015, you had Jerry Nixon, who is whatever they call a tech evangelist at Microsoft, as in he is a Microsoft employee. He works at Microsoft. He is the person. Uh, here's his exact quote, quote, Right now, we're releasing Windows 10, and because Windows 10 is the last version of Windows, we're all still working on Windows 10, end quote. That's a direct quote from Jerry Nixon. So I want to be fair to the tech press in that, yes, you heard it from theoretically. I mean, okay, it wasn't Satya Nadella that said it, or it wasn't Panos Panay, but it was, 
you know, somebody who has, has a title at Microsoft that made this claim. So I get it why this has been repeated over and over and over again. However, for years, I have been making the claim that no, at some point, Microsoft is working on what something that's had different technical names over time. Uh, Midori is one of them, but that they have been working on a, another version of windows or a, another operating system anyway, uh, that would supersede windows 10. And that would probably come with, um, you know, come with a subscription fee, right? It'd be windows as a service. I know people hate that phrase, but Hey, uh, and, and that kind of exists, right? Like there are, you know, if you're an enterprise customer with the 10 billion SKUs that, <laughs> that Microsoft offers for windows 10, um, if you are an enterprise customer, you can actually pay a subscription fee for access to windows 10. Um, you're not paying a flat fee. You are paying a subscription. And as soon as you stop paying that subscription, your copies of windows 10 at your business will stop functioning effectively, or at least that's the idea, right? So I've never bought into uh, what is now proven horseshit that Windows 10 was going to be the last operating system uh, from Microsoft. Now, why did Jerry Nixon say that? Before we even talk about what we know of already with Windows 11, and it seems like we do know that the name of it is Windows 11. They're not just going to call it Sun Valley. Um, and the reason that that may be is there is a website out of India uh, that... Microsoft actually filed a DMCA takedown notice on uh, the website was bbomb.com, B-E-E-B-O-M.com, because they posted an ISO of, you know, a disk image of Windows 11 of that, of whatever the latest build. And, you know, if Microsoft wasn't sweating it, why put out the DMCA? If it was bullshit, who'd care? So it seems to confirm that, yes, they are going to use the nomenclature of Windows 11 uh, going forward. So back, back to Jerry Nixon. Okay. Why did Jerry Nixon say this was the last version of windows? We need to rewind <laughs> to 2015 and understand what Microsoft's plans were. Now at the time, Microsoft had not given up on their own mobile operating system. This is the, this is the key to the whole damn thing. Okay. Windows 10 was the last version of windows because in 2015, Microsoft, and of course, a couple of years previous, Microsoft did not plan to continue to develop for a traditional desktop slash laptop computer. Uh, probably by now, you know, by, by 2021, what they were planning on is windows 10 mobile becoming the real operating system that everything got done on. Okay. And remember that big event that Panos held, you know, the, the event that Panos held back then when they announced the Lumia 950 and the Lumia 950 XL. Okay. These were the phones that were like the premier phones for windows 10 mobile. And these were, I mean, just look at the specs on these things. So they had USB-C, which was, you know, fairly new at the time, but which allowed them to dock to, to a dock, <laughs> uh, you know, or, or plug in whatever to where, cause you could also use Bluetooth to attach some peripherals, uh, to where you could connect a keyboard mouse, everything. And you could connect a, uh, 
you know, a monitor, you know, full size monitor. And you could use what was a feature of Windows 10 Mobile, which I was actually really favorable of at the time, which was called Continuum, where when you plugged in your Lumia 950, you know, your Windows 10 phone into, you know, whatever, all these different peripherals, all these different devices, monitor, keyboard, mouse, and all that, it would suddenly turn into a desktop computer with not a full fat version of Windows 10, but a pretty beefy, you know, desktop experience and windows compatible. And this was the whole push behind UWP apps, right? Be, you know, or UWP being, you know, universal windows platform, right? Because, and that's why it was called universal because they were apps that would work on the top version of windows 10 and they would work on windows 10 mobile. Uh, notice how Microsoft over the years now has backpedaled away from UWP. It's still kind of a thing, but one of the features, you know, in windows 11 that we'll be talking about is a redesigned store. Um, Basically, I mean, the short version is, is that Windows 10 mobile did not pan out the way that Microsoft wanted it to. Okay. Uh, it did not become the dominant, uh, you know, mobile uh, uh, operating system. You know, the Lumia's did not become the dominant handsets, but not for lack of trying on Microsoft's part. Right. I mean, the Lumia 950, what was it like? It was liquid cooled. I mean, it had just insane. I mean, for a smartphone, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to be liquid cooled at 20 in 2015, uh, it just had insane specs. It could handle the micro SD card slot could do, even though they didn't exist yet at the time, but it was prepared to handle like two terabyte, uh, micro SD cards and everything. I mean, it's abundantly clear that they were positioning the Lumia series, you know, windows 10 mobile as like your computer, you would basically replace your computer with your smartphone. Uh, in fact, even, I mean, what was the slogan for the 950 XL, right? It was something like the phone that works like your PC. That's literally what they build it as, what they marketed it as. Jerry Nixon in 2015 saying Windows 10 was going to be the last version of Windows is absolutely true because Microsoft was positioning to go all in on mobile and basically turn mobile to when you needed a desktop, you'd turn it into a desktop. Now, I mean, when you say Windows 10 being the last, he's, you know, I think it's pretty clear Jerry Nixon was talking about the consumer space more so, um, and that in the enterprise space, you know, there'd be a different thing. But then often enough, or at least historically, enterprise versions of Windows would, you know, can have different names. So really, I guess I'm saying that at the time that Jerry Nixon made that claim, uh, that was absolutely the plan. Things didn't work out the way Microsoft wanted it to. Um, and, you know, I mean, I wasn't necessarily opposed to the idea of Windows 10 mobile. I mean, I, I thought Continuum, again, was was really, really brilliant. OK, it's not like it was a dumb idea. I actually think it was a great idea. In fact, I think it's an idea that's well ahead of its time. I know Samsung does it. I know there's other I mean, Ubuntu was trying to do it. I know that there have been plenty of other attempts or there are implementations that exist right now that can kind of do the same thing. Um, but, you know, to have the. I mean, Android is just not seen as a desktop operating system, you know, and it's not going to really fit in in most workplaces as to where Windows 10 absolutely would have even Windows 10 mobile, you know, thanks to UWP. But I think that really was the plan. And I mean, because here's the thing, if it wasn't true, Microsoft could have came out and this is where I have a little bit of sympathy for the devils that are journalists. Um, you know, like they, they could have corrected. Jerry Nixon, but they didn't, they didn't say anything. 
uh, about it. And a part of me has a very hard time believing that journalists, which there are plenty who just cover Microsoft, right? And some of them are very good. I can't believe they didn't like bother to get confirmation on this and that no one confirmed it. You know, I mean like in one sense, okay. I, yeah, I understand why the journalists felt this way and thought that this was, you know, the, that windows 10 would be the last version of windows. And again, I think that was really the plan. So it's not like it was an inaccurate statement, but I have a hard time believing that none of them reached out to any of their contacts at Microsoft and didn't try to confirm this. What was really a very bold statement. Uh, considering the regular, I mean, Microsoft traditionally since windows 95 has made such a big, I mean, they're like major events that they would hold, uh, you know, about the next version of windows and everything kind of like what we may get on the 24th. But I say this to suggest that, you know, I don't feel too bad for the journalists because at the same time they didn't do their due diligence. Okay. Me, I didn't have to do due diligence because I don't believe them. (laughs) I didn't, I didn't believe Microsoft that it was going to be the last version of windows. So then I guess the question becomes, why do the major rebrand, uh, you know, to windows 11, why take it away from windows 10? If windows 10 has been such a staple and it took so long to get so many people away from windows seven onto windows 10, why come out with a new version of windows now? Not that a six year release cycle is that crazy for a new version of windows. Okay. Um, the only one that seemed to really come out even like sooner would be windows seven in comparison to this, you know, to replace Vista. Um, but I, I think you have two issues here, uh, that are also the reason why they're not just giving it another major name. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to them calling like to doing what Mac OS basically does where they call like, what's the new Mac OS, right? It's big Sur or whatever, you know, and instead Microsoft just calls theirs sun Valley and, you know, they move on with that. And there's a chance that that could still happen. I mean, let's, let's be, you know, uh, uh, up front here that that's all they're going to do. They're not actually going to rebrand it to windows 11, but it seems, it seems very, very clear. Oh yes. They're going to call it that. Um, I mean, we could get into what would it be smarter to name it? Should they just call it windows and not give it a number anymore? Yeah, I hear that, but here's the thing why I think they're also doing this. And that is you have two, you have two issues with windows 10 that are major parts of the press that you've got to resolve. Okay. You know, that are major part of, you know, media out there. Um, first you have what used to be like you had this, this by was a biannual, whatever, uh, you know, you had this twice a year, major update to windows 10 that would happen. And these major updates originally had like full on names, right? Like the creators update or whatever they were going to call it, you know, whatever they were calling them. And in many ways, like the new feature set that would come with these biannual updates would basically be an entirely new, would almost be an entirely new operating system on its own. And you can listen to back episodes of Sovereign Tech when these would happen. And I review them uh, because that's I mean, that's what they were. When I would take a look at everything involved, I was like, well, shit, this, this is like a whole new operating system. You'll notice on Sovereign Tech that I've stopped reviewing the latest versions that have come out. Like, what's the latest? The latest came out in May of this year of 2021. Uh, 21 h one I think, is the code name for it. Because they're not major, like, feature updates. There's, there's just not a bunch of crazy shit going on under the hood like there were in the first, I'll say, two, two to three years of windows 10s, uh, lifespan. 
but basically that biannual update has, which is supposed to be, you know, akin to service packs for like windows XP or, uh, well, I guess windows seven kind of had those, but windows XP is where people really think of service packs as meaning something because service pack two was such a massive update, right? Bringing a firewall to the OS and so on. Um, yeah, like, like that, that has not become the big deal that I think Microsoft was hoping that it would. And maybe they just felt like, oh, well, we can't, you know, maybe they were just doing that to make desktop users feel like they weren't being left behind while windows 10 mobile was supposed to become the dominant uh, platform and operating system. But regardless, that's just, there's no excitement around that. That's and, and all the work that probably has to go into that to doing those biannual updates. Uh, it's just, it's not worth the juice isn't worth the squeeze for Microsoft. I, I just, I, I don't believe that anymore. Um, again, there was a time where those are really exciting now. Eh. And it actually speaks to the other problem. Now, a lot of people don't want to update because they're terrified of what has happened in previous updates over the past couple of years. Uh, like the October updates and so on where, I mean, people were losing data, which when that happened, we reported on it. And and I, you know, made the, the statement very clear. The instant that any company, even the one as big as Microsoft loses your data. Okay. Now you didn't delete it. Just their software fucked up or their OS even fucked up so hard that it deleted your data. As soon as someone deletes your data on you, uh, they no longer deserve your business. And I still stand by that, but we'll keep, you know, we'll, we'll keep talking here about windows 11. That does speak to the issue uh, with windows 10. The second issue that Windows 11, the rebranding, I think is here to resolve. And that is, is that, oh, I mean, there's so much negative press around Windows 10. And look, in tech press, you know, there's the old saying, there's, uh, you know, there's, there's no such thing as bad press. Oh, that's not true in tech. <laughs> not, not, when, not when you're a tech giant, especially. Uh, there absolutely is such a thing as bad press. And Windows 10 has it in spades. And Microsoft would do well even just from a, you know, from a, a perspective or marketing standpoint to get away from all of that. But okay. You get away from the, the foibles of, you know, and, and, and the, the fuck ups of windows 10. Well, windows 11 has got to live up beyond those, but that's also why I think they need to stick with some kind of new important, like big name for each successive version of windows. Because whenever a certain version of Windows gets bad press, they need to have the new version of Windows that they can point at and say, yeah, but this one doesn't have that problem, right? This is the same situation, same scenario that happened with Vista, okay? They released Windows 7 pretty quickly because they realized with Vista, they fucked up in many ways. And, you know, they they couldn't just come out and say, well, let's just call it Windows. No, they needed to, it needed to have a new name to make it abundantly clear that it was not Vista. Okay. Just like windows 10 needed to be named windows 10. Even if it was meant to be the last version of windows, it needed to be named windows 10 to say, well, don't worry. This isn't windows eight because that fucked up that, that didn't go over well, uh, you know, either. So I get it. I mean, the other thing I, I actually admittedly, I kind of expected them to sooner or later, just run with like the titles with the names because they got to windows 10, just like before Mac OS was Mac OS, it was OS 10. And I thought they were trying to kind of be in parody with 
with Apple on, on, on that branding. And, you know, Apple would say, well, this is snow leopard and this is, I don't know, lion and this is whatever. And uh, I mean, Ubuntu does the same thing, right? You know, where they have groovy gorilla or, you know, they, they name all of their, it's fine to, to just like, you know, rock those names. Uh, really. I, I don't think there'd be anything wrong with that if they want to stick to the names, but the problem or where I don't think Microsoft can do that is windows is everywhere. I mean, it's the most used operating system in the world still. And you, I, I mean, if you're like an Ubuntu user, okay, you're already on another level. Like you're clearly tech savvy, maybe not even your, in your ability, at least in your knowledge that you know, Ubuntu even exists. Right. So, you know, having a new Ubuntu name, like that puts you in a certain tech class, right? Same with having an Apple. If you have an Apple, you know, you're, you're into the Apple ecosystem generally and, and you get it. Okay. So they can run off of names instead of, you know, big numbers and, and big OS changes and everything, because you're already into the system with windows. It's not that people are like excited about Microsoft. It's just, it's what's there. It's what's always been there for them. Okay. So you can't just get away with using cutesy little names, which is probably why they fell away because nobody was caring uh, you know, when they were doing the biannual updates with windows 10. So you have to go with a major refresh name. You have to rename the entire operating system. Okay. To, you know, a whole new number. So I get it. I get it. Why Microsoft is, you know, going with windows 11. I don't think it's a dumb idea again, from a, from a branding marketing, uh, you know, uh, headspace perspective. I, I just, I, I don't see it as a problem there. I see it as like, it's really the way they have to go. Now, while the name may be a major refresh, is the operating system itself a major refresh? That is the question. And here we will get into some of the feature set. Uh, you know, we'll break all of that down. Um, but you know what, real quick, I'm going to take a break and then we're going to come back and we're going to start talking about, well, what exactly is Windows 11 now that we're past the name of it all? What are we getting here? I'll be right back with more Sovereign Talk. Woo! Hey, is Sovereign Tech not enough for you? Well, let me tell you about something you'll never get enough of. No, no, I mean it. We're talking about a radio show and podcast that goes all night long, seven nights a week, three hours a night, 365 days a year, and has been going since the early aughts, baby. I am talking about none other then free talk live. It's the show you control. That's right. It's an open phones call in show that is ready for you. And if you're worried that your voice isn't going to get heard, don't be, we are talking about the only libertarian radio show stateside. And not only that, it's also the number 26 talk show in the United States. Start listening now and go ahead and hit that massive back catalog at freetalklive.com. The Golden Stallion guarantees a good time. And you might even find some episodes with me on them when you do. That's freetalklive.com, and we thank them for sponsoring Sovereign Tech. Let's get back to the show. Mirror, mirror on the wall is Windows 11, the fairest of them all. <laughs> well... Speaking of looks, 
that's really what everybody's talking about with Windows 11 is that the the UI has basically or the GUI, right? But the UI has become far more rounded corners as to where well they stopped calling it the modern design or the uh, but with Windows 10 everything was very sharp edges, right? Everything was squared off, which I liked fine. I mean, I don't really care about UI uh, personally, I'm, I'm, I'm totally, totally a function over form kind of person. Like, frankly, I don't even like cases on my computers. All right. I want to see the guts, the innards. I want to see the function. I want to see it happening. I want to see the circuit boards, baby, the fans, all of it, all the lights. That's what I want to see. I do. I don't give a shit how it looks, but that said, I didn't mind the look of windows 10 as far as that goes. Um, but so we're going to get into the features here of windows 11. What's actually changing from windows 10, uh, and perhaps what's happening under the hood. I should caveat that we don't really know everything that's going to be in windows 11, because here's the deal is that yes, it's getting announced on June 24th, but it's not going to get released until probably fall of 2021. Maybe it'll be in October, uh, which considering the past Octobers for windows, um, you could do with, with some, some positive windows news in October or some positive windows action, uh, in October, you know, all right, real quick. One last thing on the name. I know everybody's like, Oh, I can't believe this isn't the last version of windows. Like that. That's the big news for them. Again, not news for sovereign tech. The part that gets, and, and it actually points to the fact that no, really they were planning on windows 10 being the last desktop version. Again, we already broke all this down, how windows 10 mobile was supposed to be the real operating system, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Because here's the thing, like if they were always planning on there being a windows 11, why, why skip nine? <laughs> like, like why skip windows nine? I know all the jokes around that. We've already covered them. Okay. Go back and listen to episodes of sovereign tech. We know the score. All right. But I'm just saying in reality, like why, why skip nine? If I mean, it just, it adds to the fact that yes, Jerry Nixon was telling the truth at that time that windows 10 was going to be the last version of windows because there wasn't going to be a windows anymore. And, or not, not a desktop, traditional desktop version was all going to be windows 10 mobile, but we're going to cover that with some of these features. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess I'll just open it up and say, none of this impresses me. <laughs> I mean, there, there's, there's nothing here at all that. Uh, gets me excited. Um, again, what a lot of people are talking about is how, what do they call it? The flow UI, I think is what they call it now, where now there's rounded edges on everything, blah, 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 which is arguably making it look more like Mac OS. Got to admit um, that that does jack shit for me. But I mean, are there other things than that? Sure. There are, uh, for example, the start menu now is moving to the center. This is probably the biggest visual change minus the rounded corners that people are going to notice is that the start menu is now in the middle. This probably has to do with windows 11, you know, appeasing a lot of different form factors because it may not be the traditional screen, you know, 16 by nine or four by three, whatever three by two is popular now, right? Uh, screen that you would see where it makes sense that the start menu is on the left-hand side. I mean, at least we're still getting a start menu, right? <laughs> because remember that's what happened with windows eight. It's like, wait, where'd the start menu go? And then they had to release 8.1 and 
bingo. Uh, suddenly it kind of came back. Um, I do feel like this is, this is sort of a, a halfway or a half measure. It's not full on windows eight where they're getting rid of the start menu, but they're putting the start menu in the middle, probably because they expect you to hold your devices in a multiple in, you know, in a multitude of ways, for example, right? Like the surface, uh, uh devices, which are very popular Microsoft surface devices minus the laptop, uh, you know, or a couple of the higher end models are meant to be where you could hold them in either portrait or landscape mode. Right? So having the start menu in the middle makes sense because then it works fine in either way that you're holding, say your surface quasi tablet. Maybe Microsoft's looking to get more into tablets. Uh, you know, it's important to bring up originally you did have what was called windows 10 X, which was going to be a, it was a wildly, you know, kind of at least under the hood, a wildly different version of windows where it was going to be more adaptable to different device models. And one of the devices that people knew was being worked on, but apparently was canceled though. Some suggest that maybe on June 24th, we're going to get a new surface device. That being the surface Neo, which is what windows 10 X was getting uh, built for. Now, Microsoft has said that this new version of windows, which is only being called sun Valley by them, but that we're, you know, 99.9999% certain is going to be windows 11. Um, has the best quote unquote of windows 10 X in it. Uh, we don't need to get into a big conversation around windows 10 X here because effectively it's just not going to happen. Um, that mainly has to do with, you know, Microsoft has been for a very long time trying to get away from win 32 apps and they want everything to become UWP. Uh, we're going to, we'll talk more about that with the Microsoft store. That's that's coming up in windows 11. Um, but they just can't get past win 32 and they just can't get that emulation right for win 32 apps. And that's what win 10 X was supposed to do. And probably the reason that they backpedaled off of it is because shit, we just can't get that emulation, right? So they're bringing in the advancements that are compatible with, you know, traditional win 32 desktop apps. And, you know, and that's why it's windows 11 and not windows 10 X, uh, or at least that's the going theory. And I agree with it. I mean, let's be clear here. The instant windows can't run win 32 apps. Like I, I have no reason whatsoever to continue to have a windows desktop next to me. I mean, the, the windows 10 laptop, I, I should say not desktop, but I mean, it might use it like a desktop, the windows 10 laptop I have, uh, is, I mean, it gets used for incredibly particular things, things that only windows runs very well, or only happens to exist on windows. Um, there is no data on it or long-term on it that Microsoft could lose on me. All right. I'm very, very particular what I do with this machine. And that'll speak to another problem with an upcoming windows 11 feature as well, which has to do with Microsoft accounts because this machine has no Microsoft account attached to it. No Microsoft 365, nothing, not even a, a free vert, like not even a free Microsoft account. There is no account attached to it when I install it. And I tested that at one point with windows 10. Um, but basically before and after that one point, um, I've never logged into windows with a Microsoft, uh, you know, account. I like my operating systems, just dumb, dumb as fuck. So 
yeah, the instant win 32 is not supported anymore. Bye-bye windows. And I'm sure Microsoft is well aware of that. <laughs> you know, that, that there are a lot of people that that would be uh, really the case. So again, all right, let, we got to get back into the features. So yeah, we got rounded corners. We have the start menu in the middle, though you can move the start menu back to the left. In fact, you could probably put it anywhere. Uh, just like you can move the taskbar now to just about anywhere that you want. Um, so that's not that big of a deal. You can switch it back to getting your classic Windows styling, which is a very smart move on Microsoft's part. Uh, live tiles are going the way of the Dodo. This is getting seemingly replaced by, and actually, if you got the 2-1-H-1, boy, it sounds like a disease. <laughs> they got to get away from those names because it sounds too much like H1N1 or something. <sighs> anyway, I'm sure that might be a part of it as well. Um, but if you have 2-1-H-1, <laughs> I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> Don't take the vaccine. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> if you have 2-1-H-1, you know what the nicest feature I thought that, that it had? Because this is something that I would actually install um, extensions or, or add-ons uh, into a web browser to have this. Uh, it has, it added in the taskbar, it has, you know, the weather. And actually when you click on it, it brings up like a, a further breakdown of the weather. And there's, there's this whole like new, it's called news and interests, this whole section that you can somewhat tailor to what you're actually interested in. I mean, you can get traffic updates, you can get, you know, news and all this stuff. It's all through MSN. It's all through Microsoft services. So, you know, for a lot of people, they don't like it. Um, but I really liked having where I can just look down to the right on the taskbar on this windows machine and I can see the weather. Awesome. You know, I, I mean, that's, I I've, I've said this my whole life. The only, the only thing I want a watch to do more than being a watch is tell me the weather. Now you can kind of, in fact, I have a, a watch and it's not a smartwatch that can kind of do that. I have a, a Casio G-Shock, a ProTrek that, that, that can sort of do that. It's not perfect though. You got to minus some degrees to get to the reality of it because it's actually gauging also the temperature of your wrist. And when it's hot out, well, it's going to add in that heat, but, <laughs> but regardless, um, you know, it's one of the things that I do like that a smartphone can constantly tell me is give me a, you know, a whole weather breakdown. That's, that's awesome. Uh, the funny thing is, is that this feature more or less just came in and now they're going to get rid of it. <laughs> I don't, I'm baffled. Like, like it's the most useful thing they've done to windows, frankly, since windows 10 came out in my opinion, or frankly, it's been the most useful thing since windows seven came out, but they're replacing it with, um, you know, you are going to get what is essentially a widgets panel which is really just the same news and interest panel, but it's going to have, you know, some widgets. Okay. So while at first that sounds cool and actually it kind of does because what it reminds me of is years ago, again, over a decade ago on windows seven, when on windows seven, they had, and actually they started it with Vista and just kind of carried it on to windows seven. It's sort of a legacy. It sort of shows, how things were, were ahead of their time. And maybe we'll get into that more in a second, but with windows seven, you and Vista, you had widgets. They had widgets back then. In fact, that was before smartphones were really a thing before the iPhone came out. Okay. They had widgets on it. And you could even, if you remember Google desktop, does anybody remember that? 
where Google wanted you to install uh, their search engine. This is before Google Chrome was even a thing. And they gave you varying widgets that all came from, you know, data from, from Google servers and everything. Uh, I mean, fuck Google at the time. I didn't say fuck Google. I thought Google was doing great things at the time back when they were, you know, don't be evil. They're not that anymore by their own admission. Uh, I mean, you, you know, kind of really like if you get rid of the, 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 the phrasing, don't be evil. Doesn't that sort of imply that you are? Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> because if you're not doing evil, who cares? Right. <laughs> like, like keep the name or keep the slogan up. It, do, it doesn't matter anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, but we had widgets 15 years ago, almost. I mean, this, not a new idea, you know, to have a widgets panel on windows. Uh, they're just basically, they're just bringing it back. The problem is, is that at the time, the widgets panel that you used to get in Vista and seven, uh, or even with uh, Google desktop that you installed on windows. Okay. It wasn't a Chromebook or anything like that. Again, Chrome didn't even exist. It allowed for third-party developers to, to give you, um, you know, to give you like their own widget concepts. And that was really great. Like that was such a cool idea at the time. I love that. I thought that was really, really slick. It was one of the reasons I liked Vista, uh, or no, no, no. <laughs> Don't confuse me. No, Vista was a, was a piece of shit. We could talk, I mean, we can get into the whole history. Why mainly it has to do with drivers, but Vista, you know, like the, the couple things I actually liked that Vista did, even though they were, you know, way too taxing for computers at that time or for most computers at that time. Um, I love the live desktop. Like I used to have that, the, the flames just constantly going up for my background wallpaper, like the live, de the, the live wallpaper was awesome on that. Uh, and, and frankly, the visual, uh, even though, you know, I, I know I said, I don't care about form, but like, that was actually really, really cool at the time. Uh, you know, we're talking the, the, the early mid aughts here and the widgets I thought were, were fantastic. Having the weather, having a little clock, you know, nicer clock, uh, having calendar and all that, like th th those, those are, those are dynamite and would probably still be a thing on desktop OSs if smartphones didn't become the thing that they are. So anyway, this new widgets panel in Windows 11 uh, does not allow for third-party developers at all. This is totally MSN, totally Microsoft-based services. That's it. You're not going to get anything fun and cool in here unless you really like Microsoft services. Uh, you do still get the weather, um, but you have to click it. You have to click the you know the widget panel for it to come up. I mean, maybe they'll change their mind on this, but I just think this is a this is a, you know, one, two steps forward, one step back, if not more, uh, it's just a bad move or yeah, I guess it'd be step forward, two steps back, right? It's taking them backwards. That's what I meant to say. Okay. So this is a, just a, just stupid on, on their part. Um, and also they're getting rid of the live tiles, which not that I like the live tiles in the start menu at all. I thought that was largely a bad idea as well, but the one live tile I did like was the weather live tile. Uh, because it would, you know, shift and show you different information. Um, that was a nice move, but that's going away too. So like useful information that you want on your desktop is actually going to become harder to get access to effectively. Uh, and, and I just, I, I, I don't understand it. The other part, and this is where the widget panel means absolutely nothing to me, is that to use the widget panel, you have to be logged into a Microsoft account. Now you heard me just previous 
saying that, and this is for security reasons and many others, privacy and so on. I never log in to windows with a Microsoft account refuse not happening. I don't need OneDrive to do it. Shit. OneDrive shit the bed during OneDrive gate years ago. We already long covered that on sovereign tech. Biggest mistake Microsoft ever made. I was almost on board with, with their vision of the future. And then they fucked up with, with OneDrive gate. So, um, so, you know, here's these like newer features and apparently you're not going to be able to use them if you don't have a Microsoft account. Now, it doesn't appear that you need to have a Microsoft 365 account. You just have to have a Microsoft account. So you don't have to exactly pay for it. That could have gotten interesting because then it does turn into where, well, if you, which is what I've talked about with Midori and what I was theorizing to be the next version of Windows, which I think is still kind of on the way, if not somewhat already here. And that is, is that you, this is the Windows as a service to get, to be able to do everything that the operating system can do. You have to have a Microsoft 365 account. Now we're not there yet. But, you know, just having even these simple features like the widget panel require a Microsoft account, certainly pointing in that direction. But this widgets panel is a fail for that alone that you that you're required at this time anyway to based on what we've seen. And there's people who look, they're, they're testing out the builds of Windows 11. They know, OK, they're reporting on it. Um, this is just a fail if you have to have a Microsoft account. Forget it. <laughs> like there's, there's just no point to that. Uh, some of the other things that they have going on. Yeah, there's new animations. Um, the touch experience is supposed to be better. There's supposed to be a, a better ink workspace, right? That's where you can use the Microsoft pen and so on. Uh, those don't really mean anything to me. Uh, the snaps are, they're supposed to allow for vertical snaps. Now snapping is where you can basically move one app that you or you know, a piece of software that you have open. You can move it to the right, to the right corner, top corner, and it will give it a set size and basically snap the other app that you're looking at. I don't know. Say you're doing spreadsheets and looking at a web browser and it'll put them side by side in perfect form, filling up the screen. So, but normally it only does that horizontally. Now it's going to be able to do that vertically. Okay. I guess people will find that useful. I don't know. I never really got into the whole snap thing and it pisses me off when it does it anyway. Uh, yeah. New sounds, new icons. You heard one of the sounds at the top of the show. Um, we already talked about the widget panel. There is uh, what they call their OOBE. There's going to be a new OOBE. What the fuck is that? Uh, no, <laughs> the OOBE is just, I mean, I'm sure anybody that's used to dealing with these uh, kind of acronyms, it's the out-of-box experience. So basically, when you first turn on a new computer or a fresh install of Windows 11, it will be different than Windows 10. I don't know exactly how it'll be different. Are they getting rid of the advertising ID? I think that'd be a smart move. They're probably not going to, um, you know, Cortana is probably not going to really be a part of it because it's a major part of the windows 10 OOB. Um, there again, nothing about that really excites me, uh, because I don't know how you could dumb down the whole process any more than they already have. So that doesn't really matter. Right. I mean, there was improvement to make on how to install an operating system, uh, you know, back, during the when I, well, I really, when windows 10 came out and they did that, uh, as far as like allowing anybody to be able to go through the process of installing, you know, or getting a, a new operating system up and running. Um, but I don't, I just don't see how they could make that any without, unless you're going to introduce some form of AI, which they sort of even already did. And that's what they're getting rid of. I just don't see how you can make it any simpler. So that doesn't really mean anything to me 
Uh, and I don't think it's going to really mean anything to the end user unless they're going to make, I mean, the only thing you could do is have switches and have defaults that are more privacy enhancing. That's the only thing you could really do. That's why I mentioned like getting rid of the advertising ID, which I always turn off. Now, windowscentral.com actually did a, a poll with their users. Um, and you're already getting a passionate Microsoft base, I guess. So, you know, it's interesting to look at. Um, and as far as the new features that we've talked about so far, and these are really the only ones we know, um, they're, they, they basically asked, what are you most excited about? And the one that took the most votes was the new start menu, probably because they're getting rid of live tiles, maybe because it's in the center. I don't, you know, maybe. And, and because I would imagine a lot of people that will vote on a windows central poll, uh, probably own surface devices. Like I said, where that could make, where that start menu could make some sense. Um, I'll just go down the list. I mean, the new start menu, when I say that it won the votes, it did so by 41%, uh, you know, so <laughs> that's significant. Um, improved snapping experience. That was 25%. New touch experience was 18%, which kind of speaks to, yeah, a lot of these people, like I said, probably have surface devices. Uh, new OOBE was 6%, widget panel was 5%, and then new ink workspace was 1%, which of course makes sense because, I mean, I don't even know that many people that use it. Um, but regardless, the widget panel is really low on this. I hope everyone else feels that it's a dumb idea because I think a lot of people are like, wow, that's really great that we can just get the weather so quickly. Um, but then Microsoft probably has the, the telemetry already that, hey, yeah, everybody's looking at the weather, but nobody's clicking on it. <laughs> because we don't care. Just give us the information that we want. Uh, not the bullshit that, you know, you, you want to try and force on us. Um, so you'll notice <laughs> that in, in no way did I describe anything about enhanced security or speed. Um, there have been some benchmarks done, but apparently these benchmarks have all now been considered faulty where it seemed that windows 11 was, you know, just as an average, about 15% faster on every benchmark. Now that's significant, but as I understand it, all these benchmarks, somehow there was a flaw in them. And, uh, you know, like you can go to the articles that do these benchmarks and they'll say right at the top update. Um, these numbers are no, we can no longer consider these accurate. I'm not exactly sure what happened there. Nobody's saying, but regardless, that's, that's how it is. So the claim would be that it's somewhat faster. I mean, here's the thing is that the only thing I ever want out of any new operating system. Yes. I want more security. I don't really need it to do more like to do things, you know, like to, to have new features. A lot of times I want that left up to open source third-party developers, regardless of what operating system I'm dealing with. But, um, okay. Make it more secure. That's good. And to Microsoft's credit, Minus an outlook issue that they had this year. <laughs> um, I mean, like Windows Defender has basically eliminated every antivirus system out there, in my opinion. Malwarebytes is still, you know, viable, but like otherwise, I mean, all, all security software for Microsoft or for Windows uh, is all meaningless because Windows Defender does for what it does a great job. So, you know, make it more secure. Okay. Like I want you to do that. And then not necessarily make it faster, though this is a by being faster is a byproduct of this. I want you to make it leaner. I want you to make it work on lower and lower end hardware. Those are the two things I want out of any new operating system is I want it to be leaner as in 
takes less horsepower to make it run. I don't necessarily need it to be faster. I want it to, I mean, it will be faster because of this, if you have, you know, stronger hardware, but I want it to run on the lowest hardware possible. This is exactly these two things, security and that, that leaner uh, operate or leaner operation, less intensive operation is exactly what windows seven delivered over windows Vista. And that's why seven to date is still widely used around the world. Not because people don't want to, or, you know, because people are, are somehow um, lazy or something and they're just not updating. No, no, no. Windows seven is still hot because for, for very active reasons, because people actively want to keep using it because it is such a lean and mean operating system. And it is, I've said this before, windows seven, it's between seven and XP as far as which one of those will go down widely thought of as the greatest version of windows of all time. Personally, I think windows 2000 takes the cake on all of them because they had all the advantages of XP. Yeah. It didn't have the 64 bit though. There was a 64 bit version of XP. It just wasn't very popular. Uh, yeah, it didn't have 64 bit, you know, the 64 bit, uh, uh, capabilities uh, and compatibility that windows seven had, but you know, it looked like windows 95, but it had all the speed and, and advantages of XP. I love windows 2000. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> so, but XP or seven, basically seven is going to go down as the greatest, probably the greatest windows operating system of all time. Windows 11, there's not a chance in hell that it's going to be seen that way. There's just, there's no way because it's not that different. This is really just a skin over windows 10. And if everything out of this episode, if you didn't listen to any of it, that's the one part that you need to listen to is that this is basically just a skin over windows 10. It is still effectively windows 10. In fact, it's not unlike XP over 2000, right? XP was really just a very nice looking skin over the innards of NT or, you know, windows 2000. But as far as we can tell, you're not getting more security. You're not really getting, I mean, you may get more speed, but you're not getting a leaner operation. Okay. You're not getting a less intensive operation of the operating system. So is the golden stallion excited about this? Not in the slightest. I mean, just not at all. Like, like there's, there's nothing, literally nothing about this that, that gets, you know, it gets me hot and bothered. Nothing. It's boring <laughs> unless they're going to announce something that somehow, you know, nobody was able to find that nobody had any idea was going to be a feature. I mean, and that's possible. Because again, it's not coming out until October and maybe they haven't put it into the, you know, insider ring code bases or anything yet for people to, to pick away at. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I, I can't picture it, you know, uh, there, there's nothing there. I don't see any grand reason. I mean, it's not like they're going to stop putting out security patches for windows 10. There's no reason to rush to install this. In fact, arguably there's every reason to not rush and install it, you know, let the Guinea pigs, uh, you know, fry their machines before you do yours, uh, you know, and work out the kinks because there always are. I think the other reason behind this play is that, you know, for a lot of people, the reason that they are, you know, when they update to a new version of windows, not for all people, but for a lot of people, they only do it when they go and buy a new computer. And so, you know, if they can get the marketing right, that this solves the problems of windows 10, they're probably going to really reinvigorate the, uh, you know, the PC market, right? 
selling the hardware, you know, laptops, whatever. They're, they're really going to reinvigorate that. Um, I think that, and, you know, again, we might be surprised and I'll talk about it after the 24th. I will review that event. Okay. But I think it's important to, you know, to, like, let's talk about what might be coming and get some of the, uh, <laughs> get some of the, the foundation taken care of here so that we can just get into the nitty gritty of, of what was actually announced after the 24th. Um, I think that, you know, there's, there's things that they could have done. Like I would have, you know, because you don't have to appease, uh, you know, the enterprise space by coming out with a full new, like windows 11, blah, 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 and doing a big event around it. You just tell the enterprise space, Hey, we've got this new version of windows. You need to be on this. And you know, that's sort of how it goes. It's the consumers that you have to appease. Why, why Microsoft isn't pushing gaming so hard with windows 11. And I mean, they should be pushing it fucking hard, especially since they have a genuine success with, um, you know, Xbox game pass, right. You know, with, with, uh, you know, game pass for PC, they have such, I mean, such game pass in general is such a wild success. Why they are not going like full bore on that. I almost would have called it windows X. So you could have pulled out the Xbox branding pretty easily, right? Instead of windows 11, they, they screwed up. <laughs> I mean, unless they're going to do something amazing on the 24th that we just have no idea. Uh, that's who they should have been appeasing. That's who they should have been pointing this at. Um, because those are the people that are really going to spend the money on, on the hardware. Uh, and really everybody's a gamer now, everybody. Effectively. I mean, you know, on, uh, yeah, sure. Most people are playing it on their phones, but they're still a gamer. So why not get people excited about game pass by making this new version of windows all about, you know, games and maybe game pass in general. I think they are going to make this like, they're definitely going to make a big deal out of, Hey, you know, get involved with Microsoft 365 and this is going to connect you with work, your family and everything. You know, Microsoft teams is going to be everywhere, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Skype is effectively dead, I guess. <laughs> We're, you know, we, we want you to connect to bring everybody in. I mean, yeah, there's going to be some of that, but I think the really what would have made a difference here is if they solely concentrated on gaming and then you would have had, because what happens is, is that, you know, even if say granddad or grandma doesn't, for some reason, isn't a gamer or she only plays on Nintendo and Satan bless her for it. Um, you know, her, her grandson, you know, little Johnny, okay. Is going to be the one that's going to evangelize for the new version of windows because he's going to be little Johnny's be like, yeah, oh, it's awesome. I'm playing halo on it. Yeah. It's so great. Whatever, you know, like that's, you got to get that, that kid or the grown-up kid excited. Okay. About it. And then they are the ones who are going to do the install. Anyway, they're the ones that are going to be over to grandma's house, help, help and set them up or whatever, or they're going to be over mommy's house, helping her set it up, whatever the case may be. So I just feel like they're failing here. Really, really failing here hard on. I mean, again, maybe they'll do it. Maybe they'll somehow shift that in. I don't know because it can't be that hard. They don't have to actually deliver it on Thursday. They just have to announce it and say what's coming. Uh, maybe that'll be a big part of it. I mean, where the fuck is HoloLens? Where's it at? Guess we're not there. Another reason that 
you know, Windows 10 was meant to be, I think, was genuinely meant to be the last version because they expected, you know, the 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 MR, AR, XR, whatever experience to be also a big part of the future that would probably be powered through a Bluetooth connection to your, you know, Lumia 950 XL, right? Um, that didn't happen. <laughs> so, yeah, ultimately, I mean, there's just, yeah, there's, there's nothing to get excited about here. And, and it, you know, admittedly, just to get a little history, it kind of sucks because there was a time where, oh man, I, I, and yeah, I already got burned on Vista, so this wasn't going to happen again anyway. But I remember, you know, like the event around Windows 95, you can find it on YouTube. Go, 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 go ahead. Fuck YouTube, but go ahead and check it out there. <laughs> uh, you can find like the, the, the launch event for Windows 95. I mean, this was, I mean, you'd think it was the, 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 the second coming of Christ or something. I mean, it was, it was massive. Hell, Bono was even there to announce him. <laughs> and here comes the son of God out of heaven. I mean, it's. I mean, it's part of what got people to think that Bill Gates is the fucking antichrist. Granted, he hasn't done himself any favors lately either, but regardless, uh, you know, it, it was exciting in 95. Like, holy shit, look at that. Look at what that can do over Windows 3.1. I mean, even I was just, you know, I was barely even a teenager. I was excited as shit. Uh, and then windows 98 was coming and windows 98, eh, it's like, well, you know, I love my 486 windows 98 doesn't run that well on it. So I'll stick with 95 or something. Um, but then, you know, time catches up and windows 2000 comes out and you just go, Holy shit. I mean, I, I just, I remember grabbing, like when it booted up, I remember grabbing the, 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 the sides of my, my computer chair. Just, Fuck. It's like, it's like those nineties commercials where you see the kid's hair getting blown back. And I still, I did still have hair at the time. No, actually, I didn't have hair at the time. But if I did, it would have been getting blown back. <laughs> I've been bald for since I was fuck, since I was like seventeen. Anyway, so you know, and, and and because it was so amazing, and boy, then talk about soundscapes. You know, everybody's talking about, oh, these are the new sounds for Windows Eleven. Woo! Okay, they're not that impressive, uh, but the Utopia, and that was the name of it, Utopia, the Utopia soundscape or sound set that Windows two thousand had. Still sounds like the future to me. I've brought, I've said that so many times on Sovereign Tech. It still sounds like the future to me. Nothing has nothing has 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 improved upon that. If I was Microsoft, I would have popped that into Windows 11. If you want to talk about the new generation. Anyway, uh, Windows 2000 was insane. Windows XP. I waited on XP when Service Pack 2 dropped. I was there. Like you totally sold me on the firewall because at that point, I was very much into cybersecurity and. Uh, seedier sides of, <laughs> of computing, shall we say? Uh, so then I, I totally got it, you know, at, at that point, but even then I was still messing with Linux quite a bit, uh, even in, you know, the, the early goings. Um, I mean, and hell, I was even messing with other operating systems. I was testing out BOS. I mean, OS two warp. Like I, I, I dug all that <sighs> always been polyamorous as far as operating systems and you should be too. Anyway, so Windows XP finally bought into that and thought that was awesome. And Windows XP was so awesome at the time. And it really was. Windows XP was so awesome. I was working uh, at a tech company when Vista got announced. And I had a very, very good friend there. A very dear friend. Just a great guy. And I remember us walking around the mall. 
where I, and we were just like, I mean, we were giddy. We were like, holy shit, Vista is going to be so fucking awesome. You know, <laughs> we were just so excited. We couldn't wait to install it on our computers. We were absolutely going to ha- hash down, you know, the 400 bucks or whatever it was, you know, to, to, to get a license for it. Um, even though we were at a tech company, we could just call up and say, yeah, we're an OEM. You know, can you please give us a license key for Vista? <laughs> but anyway, I mean, we were just, you, you, you cannot imagine. It was like, you know, it was like a new Motley Crue album coming out or something, you know, it was like a new Kiss album coming out or a new White Snake. And we, we were just so jazzed up. And then, you know, you do it, you install it and like half your fucking hardware didn't work. Right. Because Vista eliminated uh, really 20 years worth of, or not all of them, but a lot, basically they eliminated some 20 years worth of drivers, you know, in DLLs and that sucked ass, you know, and then, you know, to really take advantage of all the beautiful things that Microsoft was showing off for Vista, you had to have a pretty beefy machine at the time, you know, and this is before, this is before really, you know, computers having really at the time, even having a 3d card, or a, a, should I say more of a, a graphics card, whether on board or, you know, dedicated was still not common. Um, man, that sucked. <laughs> That's that sucks so bad. Suddenly like your printer doesn't work anymore or your scanner doesn't work anymore or whatever. And it never will again, because they're just, they're not going to support it. And the company that maybe that printer belonged to is just no longer. I mean, I had a dot matrix printer that I was using forever and I love the fucking thing. And it was just done no more. Thanks Vista. Um, and it was just slow, you know, and then they come out with windows seven very shortly after, and everybody's kind of trepidatious at the time. Uh, is this going to be any good? Is it going to be another Vista? Should we all go back to XP? I mean, there's a reason XP was in use, still in use today, uh, you know, over a decade and getting patched and updated over a decade after its release, because it was still in, in some ways still is very popular. Um, in fact, frankly, you know, if, if it weren't for 64 bit computing, I, I don't think I, I, I think windows XP would still be used by a lot of diehards. I mean, really, but we all installed seven with trepidation. And then we saw how fast that fucker flew. And we instantly installed windows seven on every computer we had <laughs> minus the Linux machines. Uh, and I mean, because it would just, it just blew you away you know, kind of like windows 2000 did. I mean, it just, it really blew you away. Um, yeah. And then, you know, windows eight happens and it's like, wait, what what are you doing? You're, you're taking 20 steps backwards, even though arguably windows eight actually could run on lower hardware than windows seven. Um, a lot of what made windows eight, windows eight just wouldn't function with that lower hardware. And so it sort of became pointless. And I've brought this up. I mean, I don't think I could really navigate around Windows 8. Like, I just never used it. Maybe once or twice. But I just completely skipped that. So I went right from 7 to 10. Um, and I guess that makes that begs the question. And with 10, I mean, yeah, I had some excitement around it. I was actually far more excited about what Continuum was doing on Windows 10 Mobile. But regardless, uh, you know, I was kind of on board with the direction that, that Microsoft seemed to be going in general. Um, that faded away very quickly. But, you know, Windows 11, no, there's, there's no excitement here. I, I just, I, I can't picture it. They, I can't even think of what they would really, they would have to announce like such a massive 
uh, uh, security update to it, you know, with whole new tools involved. Um, and I don't think they're even wanting to do that. Like the direction that Microsoft really wants things to go in is to the cloud. Like they want it to be windows in the cloud, right? That that's actually a phrase I think they banty about. And that way you're not worried about security because security is being completely handled on their end, right? It's being completely handled on their servers on Azure, whatever. And you can't, or theoretically, you're not supposed to be able to fuck it up. Again, not supposed to. That's, that's the direction they want to go. I don't think they have a vested interest in creating far more secure desktop environments or desktop operating systems. They, they want you to like basically, you know, one day just get access to their big server farms. You know, we've talked about that before too. Um, so yeah, nothing to get excited about here for. Does that mean, should we be excited for windows 12 windows 12, you know, potentially bring in these hot new things that maybe we've maybe something that you've really wanted or whatever, even though windows 11 doesn't look exciting. No, <laughs> I mean, I don't think they're ever going to make the mistake. And I think they did make the mistake of saying it was the last version of windows. And I, again, I really think Microsoft believed that as a company, it wasn't just Jerry Nixon. Um, no, I, I no, <laughs> What we want computers to do, computers can do now. And actually what we really want computers to do, and if you want to get into an argument, what computers should do, that gets into ethics, but they've been able to do it for 20 years. <laughs> it's like that, that's it, you know? And, and so this excitement around operating systems, other than it, again, being more secure, running on, maybe running on some different kinds of platforms, like say how Ubuntu now can work on a Raspberry Pi. Okay, that's fucking exciting. Uh, you know, it like natively installs and works really well with it. That's great. Uh, you know, doing more encryption, things like that, securing privacy, but nobody's talking about those sorts of things. I mean, even like the big Linux distros are about getting you set up on a cloud account. You know, so there, there's... That the direction that these things are going is really all a fail, in my opinion. There's no, but even if I were just trying to speak from, you know, let's be a little less Brian Sovereign. Let's be a little more Brian, Brian come lately. Okay. Uh, which I have come lately, but <laughs> excuse me. Uh, actually five minutes. No. Uh, all right. Come on. You know, let's say I'm just like a more zombie Brian. Okay. Like everybody else out there. Not even that there's like, there's nothing to get me excited here. Not really. You know, there's, there's, there's nothing to get me going. I mean, if I was more of a, a Brian come lately, more of a zombie, um, you know, I'd be far more excited about say what my smartphone does, but even there, there's not a whole lot of wild innovation happening anymore. Partly because what I just said is that what computers can do. And even if you want to consider a smartphone, a, just a small computer with a different form factor, they're already able to do, you know, 20 years ago. Okay. Now they're always connected to the internet, but 20 years ago, they could all do the same shit. So really like how many times can you, uh, uh, uh you know, put lipstick on a pig? <laughs> yeah. So nothing really exciting here, unless there's something dramatic and it'll be nice to do the AB comparison of what did Brian Sovereign think when he did the, the, you know, kind of the, 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 um, the pregame for this June 24th event around windows 11. And then what does he think 
after, you know, Microsoft gives the full announcement and what it does. I mean, the other part too, and look, I want to be, I want to be clear on this and what we can expect on the 24th. Uh, Panos Panay, I have given him credit over and over again at just how great of a master of ceremonies he is, how great a presenter he is. I mean, he is, you know, you could use the, almost use the phrase, he is Steve Jobs reincarnated. I mean, he's just at that level of mastery. Um, granted, you don't often get into too much of the nitty gritty technicals with a Panos presentation, but the presentation at the very least will be art, very artful. And, uh, I, I, is that the word I can use there? Um, and, and masterful. I mean, it'll, it'll really be entertaining to watch regardless because Panos is just that talented and that entertaining of a guy. And I really believe that he's a passionate guy and you see it, but bottom line, I, I don't expect to even really hear just by the nature of what Panos presents. I don't really expect to hear anything that would get me excited about an operating system in that presentation. Anyway, it wouldn't be until maybe the second presentation or maybe even the day after where Microsoft released, maybe releases more, more details, more technicals, um, that I would have something to be excited about. So I don't know that I'm going to respond that day on that Thursday. In fact, I probably won't, but the following day, yeah, that Friday, maybe I would, uh, you know, once, once we get a lot more, I, I want to respond when we have a lot more technicals, a lot more of the under the hood stuff around windows 11, if we're going to even get it, if we don't get it, I'll still do a response. Um, but you can look forward to that episode. There will be more episodes in between because there are other, you know, things going on in the world, uh, that are worth talking about as there always is, but even within tech in general, I think there are things worth discussing, uh, that I'll get into in other episodes and more sovereign at the movies and yes, more sovereign tech. Don't you worry. Patience is a virtue and it is something that pays off and it's going to pay off with sovereign tech. Because uh, a lot of exciting things going on that I can't wait to tell you about and to share with you. I will see all of you. I mean, unfortunately, Windows 11 isn't one of those things that's exciting or that I want to share, but it's going to be there and we'll talk about it. But I will see all of you woo, on the other side. Music.